Hey, hey, a brand new episode of the Happy Productive Podcast is about to begin. It's time to be inspired by simple and actionable solutions for you and your business. If you're an established entrepreneur or just laying down the first brick of your future empire, the mantra is the same. We will flip any failure into a positive and use it to our advantage. This show is all about turning coal into diamonds with the right plan and mindset anything is possible. I'm Jennifer Dawn, your host, business coach, and founder of Best Planner Ever. And I'm here to help you achieve all your ambitious goals. Success is closer than you think. Let's do this. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Happy Productive Podcast. I'm super excited because our guest today is Miss Shelly Phillips, and she is going to be talking to us about creating an irresistible brand. And I have to say, this is something in my own business I need to learn more about. So I'm so excited to have her on the show today. So welcome, Shelly. Hi, I'm so happy to be here today. Yes. And so for all of our listeners, would you mind just giving us a couple minutes of just who you are, your background, what you do so that they can get to know you a little better? Absolutely. So I am a sassy Southerner. I am a sweet tea sipping absolute fool. I got to have my sweet tea on every day. And I am an SEC football fanatic and especially my Alabama Roll Tide. So if you want to have a conversation about any of those, happy to do that later on. Nice. But today I'm here to talk about um, personal branding. And I got my start because I, I call it a journey. I began my career in journalism and then I moved into corporate PR. And, you know, in that sense, I was telling other people's stories about their products and, and their services and that kind of thing. And then a career shift in my mid 40s led me to the realization is that we are all our own most valuable asset. And what better else for us to do than to brand ourselves effectively so that we can be irresistible in the marketplace. And so I put my 25 years of experience marketing and and creating brands for other things and other people to work for me so that I could find the career that I loved that really fulfilled me. And in turn, what it did was at the same time, I was working with a group of sorority women and I was their advisor on a campus in Alabama. And I had about 200 women that came through every semester. And what we would see is that some of them, would they would get their degree and they wouldn't get the offer that they wanted right out of college. A lot of them wouldn't even get one in their field. And so what we did was basically take what I had learned and what I had put to practice for myself is like, well, if it'll work for me, it's got to work for somebody else. So let's teach these college women how to brand themselves effectively and got a lot of good work with that. And so I moved into the whole publishing world and I've got a couple of books out. I talk about personal success and I talk about, in my Get Notice, Get Hired is all about career branding, getting yourself set up for your career world and positioning yourself for those promotions. And now it has shifted into where I'm doing coaching and workshops on how can entrepreneurs and business owners brand themselves, not just their company, but themselves as well, because you know, you are the face of that organization. And when you brand yourself effectively, it draws more people to you, not only clients, but also the kind of employees that you want to work for you. And so that's kind of where the journey has taken me and where I'm at today. 
Oh my goodness. I I love that so much. And ex- especially helping women get recognized, get what they deserve, you know, being able to help them launch into good new careers for them. I, I think that's just such amazing. And our brand really does make a difference. Now, I'm going to tell you, Shelly. So we just went through at Jennifer Dawn Coaching, a rebrand. And I'm going to tell you that it was probably one of the most painful things <laughs> I've ever been through in business and my team will will they probably won't laugh they'll probably cringe because I probably was not the best client I'm going to be that I'm going to just be just throw it right out there I probably was not the best client to work with because I am so much more focused on the marketing the operations the getting it done sometimes it's really hard for me to slow down and like pay attention to the brand. And there's so many touch points that the brand touches. And, you know, we would redesign something and be like, oh yeah, this looks good. And then we would change our minds. And it was probably me. My team was all point. I'm sure going to say it, Jennifer, it was you. I would change my mind because sometimes the clarity, right? Like going through the process of getting clarity on what you want the brand to be, And then my business, while I'd like to think it's simple, it really isn't because I have several different elements. There's a membership element, there's a product, the planner, there's, you know, coaching. So there really are a lot of different elements and trying to figure out how to get all that to be cohesive and flow together was quite the ordeal. And for me personally, when I like see this stuff, I'm like, good enough, like, looks great. Okay, fine. Let's move on to other things. And so (laughs) I was probably not the best client, but we're pretty happy with where we landed. But I'm sure if you're listening to this, right, guys, if you're listening to this, and you're either thinking the brand isn't important, or if you're like me, and you're just like, Oh, my God, it feels like I'm having all my hair pulled out that I have to deal with my brand. um, I just want you to just take a second, because it really and truly is worth the effort And Shelly, what would you say to somebody who says, oh, my brand isn't important or it's not worth the time? Like, what what would you say to that person? Oh, I'd say it's probably one of the biggest investments that you can make in your business because, you know, we've all heard the statement that people buy from people they know, like, and trust. So Mm -hmm. it's your job to make sure they know you. It's your job to make sure that they like you. And it's your job to make sure that they trust you. So how do you go about doing that? You go about that by building your brand, by putting that information out there. It's reputation management, really. And in this day and age, if you're not putting your story out there, someone else is going to be putting it out there for you. It's so easy and you know, and it's so quick to happen this day with social media, the internet, everything that we have available to us, you know, one bad customer interaction can go viral. And if you haven't put information out there to show that this is just a one off, this is not how, you know, you normally do business with us or you're not showing how you're counteracting that and making it right, then what are people going to believe? They're going to believe what they see and what they hear. And that's not coming from you. It's coming from someone that's disgruntled. The other thing that you can do as a business owner is really work with your employees and turn them into brand advocates because we all know that we trust our friends and our family and that stuff more than we trust a generic brand or somebody that we don't really know online. So if your employees are helping you build that brand and put that out there for you, their friends, their family, their connections are going to see that and it's going to resonate so much more effectively and people are going to be like, oh, well, it must be true because they work there. They know what's going on behind the scenes and I can count on that to be what the experience will be when I get there. 
And so branding, like I said, I think it's one of the biggest investments that you can make both personally setting yourself up as as the face of your company and also the work that you can do with your employees to help reinforce that branding as you go forward. Oh, I love that so much. And just for for listeners, if you're not entirely 100% sure, like, okay, well, what is what is my brand? Because um, sometimes people think that the brand is simply my fonts, my colors, my logo, and that's certainly an important piece of that. But Shelly, just give a high level if you're not really sure, like, what are the key elements that you would say, you know, need to go into an effective brand? So all the things you missed it are a part of your brand that, that, you know, like that's your look and feel so that people will begin to recognize if they see the name of your business or they see your logo, they start associating that with what you do. But your personal brand and branding, I like to call it, it's what people think about you when you're not in the room to defend yourself. So, you know, when someone hears, you know, I, I use the example of a Rolex. When somebody hears the word Rolex, you immediately think of expensive. You think of very classic. You think of rich and famous people wear these. There are awards that people get at certain events and that kind of thing. They have this this expectation that comes with that. When you hear that word, you automatically think, oh, this is an investment piece. But it really doesn't do anything different than a Timex does. Mm-hmm. And so your your reputation is what your brand is and your image is the same thing and it's controlled by that. And Rolex can do nothing but put a picture out there and you automatically start assuming these things in your mind. You think about them, you know, they don't have to give you all the benefits or they don't have to tell you, oh, you can get the date on this watch as well. You know, you automatically assume that this is going to be a quality piece that's going to last forever because of the branding and the imagery that they've done in the past. And that's the same thing that you're doing with your personal brand. And it's so much more than a website or a business card with a logo and a look and feel in your colors. You know, your personal branding is your story. It's your experiences and it's what I call your differentiator. It's what makes you different than other people that are doing the same thing that you're doing. You know, as an author, I mean, like if you look out there, there's tons of people who have written books. So how do I differentiate myself in that market? What is it about my books that are going to be different if you're going to read them, you know, or if I have this widget for sale, what is, you know, what is different about this than anyone else that's out there, whether that's the customer service side, whether the experience side, or whether it's the story that I came to create this and why it matters to me. And so it's all about creating that imagery so that people begin to connect with you on a way that is more than just products. Mm, Makes such sense. And so talk to us a little bit about the difference between a personal brand and your company brand, because I know we have a lot of business owners listening. And I have seen uh, different people that have kind of those two things separated, like here's the company and here's my personal brand. So can you talk to us a little bit about the difference between the two? And also, when do you need a personal brand or and when or when should it just really all be part of the company brand? So I'm under the impression that you always need a personal brand. And Mm. I think the sooner that you start building one, the better off you are. When I work with some of my college students and, and those clients, I tell them to start building their brand right out of college. And the thing about your personal brand is that it's going to grow and evolve as you grow and evolve as a person. As your professional skills develop, it's going to change because it's going to reflect who you are at that point in time in your life. 
And that's what I think people kind of get hung up on is that once you build a personal brand, it's not stagnant. It's going to be mm -hmm. something that continues to grow and evolve because us as humans, we change and we have new experiences and we learn new things. And those are going to come a part of who we are. Also, our values, while our core values will probably change, some of the things that we're passionate about are going to change throughout life as well. And so, you, you know, you might have an event, you know, I had, a, I had a really close friend that died from pancreatic cancer, and that became a cause that I champion now because she was so special to me. And before that happened, I mean, you know, I, I did the, the typical Relay for Life walks and different things like that, but it took on more meaning and more impact to me because I had that personal connection with it at that point in time. And so things like that are going to be reflected in your brand as well. What really matters to you? What what touches you as a person and, and how can people really connect with you? And if you think about a lot of you think about Oprah, when you think about mm. her business brand, it really is her personal brand as well. So, mm. you know, there's not as huge a separation between the two as I think a lot of people think there is. Now, you're probably going to do a lot of your product work, a lot of your service work and all that kind of stuff through your business brand associated with a logo and that kind of thing. Whereas you're going to do more of the what I call the, the value piece of it through your personal branding. What is it people can expect when they work with you and your employees? What kind of treatment are they going to expect? What is the background that you bring to this that makes them want to trust you for this advice or this 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 information or this product? It's really about the personal element is when you're building that that personal brand. What values do you have? What skills do you have? How are you using those to create a successful business that does X, Y, Z? And your personal brand is going to reflect your business brand, just like your business brand should reflect your personal brand. And I tell people, once you get your brand kind of where you want it and, and start putting it out there, it's not something that you have to spend hours and hours of time on because I know we're all busy, you know, and if you'll spend just 15 minutes, a couple of days a week on your brand, once you've decided the focus that you're going to have and you get it out there, it's going to really help grow exponentially because of that, you know, all the platforms that we have, social media platforms and things like that really respond to engagement. They want to know that you're using them and that you're putting time in on them and that kind of thing. And so if, if you're engaging with people and you're putting new content out there, then it's going to start highlighting you and your content to more and more people. So it's not something that you can build and forget. It is something that you need to maintain a little bit, but what you're doing for your personal brand is also going to benefit your business brand as well because the two are linked. Okay, makes sense. And so when you talk about a personal brand, and I'm asking because I don't think I have one, I don't know, we just did the business rebrand and that was enough for me. But my business is obviously Jennifer Dawn Coaching, and so I am my business. So when you talk about a personal brand and you say, and then you put it out there, nitty gritty details here, Shelly. Like, what are we talking about? Are we talking about like, you need to have your own web page? Do you need to have separate social platforms? What are kind of the elements that you feel like are necessary for just like a personal brand? So it depends on what you're wanting to do with it. If say like you are a business owner and you're wanting to not only promote yourself, but your business as well, then yes, you absolutely have to have a website today. That's where people find you and that's where they go to look and see what you're doing and that kind of thing. The funny thing is I was talking with someone the other day is that some of the platforms like YouTube and Pinterest 
are actually taking away some of the numbers from Google searching. So people are doing their searching for people and their products and their companies that they work with on platforms like YouTube and Google and, and Pinterest. And so depending on your market, you know, each platform has a different market. And so I would say do a little research and see which platform best suits you and your and the clients that you're wanting to attract. And that's going to be the one that you really should focus on first, primarily. I will say I think everyone needs to have a LinkedIn profile if they're a business owner, because mm -hmm. that is the professional marketplace, so to speak. And that's where people are going to go to what kind of experience do they have? You know, who are they connected with? Where do they go to school? What kind of groups are they in? And it's also one of the simplest things and one of the things that people look over the most is LinkedIn gives you the opportunity to get endorsements and recommendations. And this goes back to that no like and trust thing that we were talking about earlier is that when people see you recommended or endorsed by other people, it adds so much credibility to what you are saying and what you're doing is because it's someone else is saying, yes, what they said is true. They're a great person to work with. They're a great person to coach, you know, with. they're a great person to buy from. And it's not you telling it, it's someone else providing that endorsement for you. And one of the easiest ways to get them is to give one to someone else. And, you know, I think it's a great platform when we can actually lift others and help help them while we're helping ourselves. It's a great thing. And I would strongly say LinkedIn, if you're a business owner or have any kind of business, and then whichever other platform is where you'll find your audience at. If you're catering towards men, I would say Twitter is predominantly male. Facebook is going a little older now where it's more your 35 to 55. And then Instagram is more you're younger and TikTok is even even younger than that. But you still have pockets of other groups infiltrating each of those groups. So, you know, it's really the first thing I'd say is whatever you're most comfortable with. If you're mm -hmm. comfortable putting out videos talking about what you do and who you are and and, you know, what your organization and what you believe, then, you know, go with a platform that really highly promotes video work. If you're mm -hmm. more comfortable with creating a static post and putting a little copy with it and sending them to a website or something, focus on one of those. And the thing I tell people, too, when I'm working with them is, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect first mm -hmm. is like as long as it's authentic to you. You know, that's mm -hmm. the big thing to me is people can spot a phony in a heartbeat. And so what you put out there for the world to see really does need to be authentically you, what you really do believe, what you really do feel and that kind of thing, because it's the quickest way to lose an audience is for them to realize that you've been feeding them a line of hockey the whole time, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Makes perfect sense. And so let's use me as the example. So I, of course, have a website, Jennifer Dawn Coaching. I have all the social profiles. So would you create a separate website for just like Jennifer, her personal brand? Or would you tie that? Yeah, okay, great. Because I'm like, oh, now we're, now it's getting too complicated. It really would. So if you are the business, it would really be tied into your business. But getting clarity on who you are, what you're about that needs to be accurately represented in the brand. Absolutely. So like on your website that you were talking about, everybody generally has an about page. And generally, mm -hmm. a lot of those will feature the company itself. But, you know, I say put a feature about your CEO or you in your case. Mm -hmm. is this. It's like, who yeah. are you and how did you get started? Why are you passionate about what you're doing? Yeah. 
Why did you know? Why is it that people should work with you, and and why have you invested this time to learn this trade and and be able to share this information with others? So just make sure that there's elements of you as well throughout some of those other things that you already have in place. Very nice. Yeah, we did go through all those exercises, so I'm I'm thrilled to hear we did it right, and I won't have to go back and redo it. So this is wonderful. Nope. <laughs> um, and even like we we will put some personal stuff because part of our brand is about helping business owners obviously achieve business success, but doing it without sacrificing their personal lives. Cause that's a big thing. And so I will often like, and it's so funny. So my, my social team, they're like, Jennifer, you're never allowed to post on social yourself again. Cause I get in there and muck it up. And so I, but I can take the pictures, I can do the videos and then I give them to my team and they make them all be pretty and on brand and <laughs> all of that, which is so nice. But these things really do matter. They really do matter because people will, and I tell my clients this, they will check you out. They, they'll they Google, they'll find your website, they'll go look at your social profiles and they will check you out. Even if you were referred to them, they will still go and they will check you out. And even if you're only gonna do you know, some social postings for credibility and authority, just to show that you're alive and it's not like, oh yeah, she did a post three years ago you know, that you're a viable, legit person, like even if you're just doing it to that level, it's worth it because today's, you know, market is so online and people can go check you out and they will read your reviews. And it's it's really something you have to be paying attention to. It really is. And, and I, I love what you said about you know, being able to do these kind of things and it not taking up, you know, all the hours in your day to do it. And, you know, the great thing now is if you are doing it yourself and you don't have a team that's handling your social media and different things like that, there's several tools out there now, like Canva for one, mm-hmm. that is a free platform. You don't even have to pay for the professional version of it. You can use the free platform and you can put your stuff in there and it will resize for whatever you need mm-hmm. for the right, you know, like the right size for the right platform. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's the other thing is it makes a difference if you're sharing the right stuff on the right platform. And so yeah. you want it to fit the frame. You want them to be able to see the whole nine yards. And that way you don't have to become a social expert overnight. You can trust the tools that you have and, you know, rely on them to and, and not spend hours crafting five different versions of the same post because I need it to go on five different platforms that day. And so yeah. I really do think it's it's one of those things that, you know, you can spend about 15 minutes a day and have some major impact on your brand. Yeah, I agree completely. It's so funny. I didn't realize just how much goes into social media until I started our digital marketing agency. And then we had to bring teams in to create all this content. And it was like, holy smokes, like, there is a lot of time, thought and effort that really goes into when you're on a social media platform and you're like, wow, this is all amazing. I mean, hours and hours and hours goes into really making it amazing. And so depending on where you are in business, you guys, I just want to really suggest that, you know, start with where you are. If you are, you don't have social profiles, you know, pick one or two platforms, get yourself set up. If you have platforms, but you're not posting, okay, try to post, you know, once a week, just do something and then just notch it up until you get to a place where it's like, oh, I have a social team and they create all this stuff for me. But you don't have to write out of the gate, go right to the social team. But for those of you who, you know, you're in that space and you're like, I need, I know I need to do social, but I don't really have a team to help me. You guys, it might be time to actually outsource some of that because 
you know, I, I can speak personally as a business owner. It's just like, I, I can't spend so much time on that. I have other things that I need to get going on, but I do want to contribute. I do want to have my, my stuff out there, but getting that extra help with your team can be a great next step. It absolutely is. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, it's it's all about creating that visibility for you. And, you know, it's like, you know, it's it's putting it out consistently is really it. Whether it's something as simple as here's my quote for the day that resonates Mm -hmm. with me and whatever I'm doing. You can start with something as simple as that. And you're sharing something that matters to you personally or that resonates with you personally. And that's going to give people a feeling for who you are and and mm-hmm. what matters to you. And you can begin as simple as that or you can get as creative as creating, you know, a video stream of content that you want to put out there for the world yeah. to see once you get really comfortable with it. But it's not something you need to be afraid of. It really is showing your uniqueness. It's showing, you know, how you can differentiate yourself. And it's creating that visibility for you and the work that you're doing. Mm, I love it. I love it. And Shelly, on your website, you talk about become irresistible. So I would love to ask you, so what are some tips for creating a brand that is irresistible? So the first thing I would say is, and I mentioned it a little bit earlier, is being authentically you, because there's nothing worse than trying to represent something that you're not really, or that you're trying to live up to a standard that you think is required of you, or trying to match something that someone else is doing, because it's never going to feel right. It's going to always feel like I'm copying something, or it's not really me, and people are going to really They'll, they'll notice because it doesn't come off as true. The other thing that I would say is get over the thing that's going on in your head that says, I can't do this or nobody wants to hear what I have to say, or I'm not as good as XYZ brand, or I'm not as big as they are yet. Your voice does matter. And thankfully, the tools that we have today, the platforms that we have, makes even small voices heard. And that's one of the great things about building that personal brand is that you do have something to say or you do have a reason to be heard or you wouldn't be doing what you're doing right now. There is a need for a product or a service that you have, and you wouldn't have started if it was if there wasn't someone out there that you were thinking of directly that says, I can help someone overcome something or I can help someone make something easier in their life by using the products that I have. The second thing is, is the LinkedIn. Absolutely spend some time on LinkedIn, and there's a few easy things that you can do. Because that really is where, especially in a professional community, you know, like especially if you're looking for financing or you're looking for network connections or people to collaborate with, that's really one of the best platforms to be on. And, you know, I I tell every people there's a couple of areas on that profile that you should really focus on. And so I'm going to give you the three places that you should really focus to begin with on LinkedIn when you're getting started. That's your picture. You want a great headshot so that people can see who you are and you become that face of that organization. You want to make sure you don't waste the banner image behind you. Put something that reflects you, that reflects your business behind you, because depending on what device they're looking at, they're going to be able to see that image too. Spend some time on your headline because it is what the first thing that gets attention. It's just like the old newspaper gimmick. You got to get their attention for them to actually see who you are and know what you want to say. And I tell some people to add some sparkle in that. It doesn't have to be just my job title. It doesn't have to say just CEO right there. It can have a little fun with it. You got 120 characters there. Use them to make yourself stand out. Be that differentiator that we were talking about earlier. 
And then finally, that summary area on LinkedIn is that's where you can really get personal. This should really be a first person kind of account of why you do what you do, what made you passionate about this area of service, this area of work. I was working with a client who had, had been in finance for years and was shifting to real estate and found out in our conversations that he had loved real estate since he was a child because he remembered going with his dad had a rental property or some rental property and he remembered going with him you know doing some odd and end fixes around the house but that rental property paid for their family vacations and mm-hmm. so he's always been interested in real estate since because it's a tra- you know it's 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 set up as it's good memories for me because Every time we rented property, we went on a family vacation. And and so now what he's doing is being able to help other people find their rental properties to supplement incomes and do these things with their families. And he tells that story in his summary now. And what it does is it really gives people a good feel of who he is, why it matters, that this isn't something I'm just starting overnight. I've really you know, been interested mm-hmm. in this for years and I've got this personal connection. So I want you to feel the same thing happening for me. And that's what you need in that area. And then the final thing I would say is provide value. It's not always about the ask, you know, like not asking someone to be your client all the time. It's about connecting with people. It's about engaging with them. It's about sharing content. It's about sharing, you know, industry information and and really providing that value add. People are going to really grow and and connect with you when they say, oh, I I can learn from them even if I'm not paying them right now. Or, oh, this is something I need to connect with in my industry because they're doing things and I want to see more about what they're doing. And so don't be afraid, you know, like it doesn't always have to be a sales pitch. You can actually make a lot of great connections and grow your brand and draw people to you by sharing information as well. Mm, I love that so much. And one other thing I'm going to add, thank you for all of that, is guys, don't underestimate all your brand touch points because once you've gone through the effort of figuring out who you are, what you're about, you have your, you know, your fonts, your logos, your colors. I mean, even when we did our colors, we were very specific in the colors that we used and what they mean. And that's actually on our brand guide. And so when we added meaning to those colors, it made it more than just an exercise of, you know, pick your favorite color or whatever goes with it. But don't underestimate, you guys, the power of all those different touch points, because if somebody sees you on social media, it's your social media banner, it's your LinkedIn banner, it's if you send an email, the header that's on the email image, it's your email signature, like all of those things really kind of sum up the whole picture. Because if somebody goes, you know, to one place and the brand is there and another place and it's different and, you know, it's scattered all over, that in itself is very telling about you and your brand as a person and as a business owner, if they're interested in working with you, if what you're putting out is sloppy in your brand, it's going to make you and your whole organization look sloppy, whether you are or not. So just really pay attention to those kinds of things and the image that you're presenting out there in the digital space. Oh, absolutely. That's that's why I tell people is like sometimes it's best to start with one platform and not seven. Yeah. If you can't be consistent with what you're doing across all of them, it's better to focus your time and effort on one and get really good with it. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm also going to suggest that, you know, depending on wherever you are with your brand, you know, get help with it. That for me was critical. And I'll tell you a quick little story if you're listening, because I went out and hired a fancy branding agency and spent a lot of money 
on this agency who said, hey, you know, we've worked with these other high profile coaches. Look what we did for their brand. We can do it for yours too. Great. And so signed up, paid the money and they were horrible. They were absolutely horrible. They had one pitch, one idea for my brand. I didn't like it. I thought it was terrible. No other ideas. And basically it just turned turned into an argument with the owner because he was like, well, this is my idea. And I'm like, I don't like your idea. It sucks. It's not my brand. <laughs> if it was better, I would say, great. Then if you don't have any other ideas. And so it was really frustrating because I was super interested in thinking and working with them and thinking that they could really help elevate my brand. And, and I got burned. But even if you get burned, guys, it's still worth it. So I had to pivot a couple of times until finally we brought it internal and it was my team that did everything and finished it, which was great. But if you've gotten burned on your brand, please don't like throw the baby out with the bathwater. It still is something that deserves your time and your attention. Just just find the right people to help you build that brand, okay? And one more final note, you guys know, and, and here's, my, here's part of my brand. If your brand is a shit show, fix it, okay? Because <laughs> part of my brand is, hey, just tell it like it is with love, but if your brand is a shit show, fix it, all right? Put in the effort to fix it. It doesn't mean that you have to be Nike and you have to invest millions in your branding. I'm not saying that. But you do want to clean up your brand touch points, make sure make sure everything is really consistent so the message you're putting out there is clear, consistent, and really accurate, accurately represents who you are. You know, one of the easiest ways to do, if, you, if you're not sure how your branding is going, is pick five or six people that you know randomly and ask them, when you think of me and my business, what are the first three things that you think of? And if they're not the top of your list of this is what people should know about me and what I do, it's probably a good idea that you should, you, you might need to take a look at that. And yeah. it's a super simple way to do a little focus group. And, and, you know, you're not asking them to say what they think of you personally. So you'll generally get right. a lot of good feedback from. So what's the first thing you think of my company when you hear this? Or what's the first thing that you think of? What am I offering people when if you were going to sell me to somebody, what are the things that you would tell them about me and my company and see if they line up with what you really are putting out there? And if they're coming mm -hmm. up with something that's totally different, Go back and do an audit of what you've got out there and see where this is coming from. Is it true that you're just not putting enough out there that says this is what I do and who I am? And they're having to kind of piece it together on their own and they're coming up with, you know, the best possible scenario in their mind. Or are you yeah. putting out conflicting messages that, you know, oh, well, someone who sees this here may feel this way. But if somebody sees something over here, they're getting a total different picture of what I'm doing. And that's right. two easy things that you can do yourself before you even have to invest a dollar with anybody else. You can start mm -hmm. that kind of internal brand audit process to see what's happening and what's going on. And then you can decide, oh, I might need some professional help or I can just tweak what I'm doing a little bit better depending on what the responses are that you're getting it. Oh, I love that. And and just keep in mind, guys, where you are. No, no judgment, no shame, whatever you are, where you are on the path. I had a client who came to me and they're a book author and they're literally like at the very, very beginning, very beginning. And they had hired a branding person and the branding person sent them like 
10 pages of questions and things and all this stuff. And, and he was so overwhelmed. I'm like, well, of course you're overwhelmed. You're at the beginning of the journey. And this is the kind of work that you would want to do for a brand that was already fully, you know, far more developed, far more along in your business. So of course you're confused. You, you can't, you can't actually answer some of these questions because you haven't sold enough product. You haven't gotten out there enough. And so just keep in mind where you're at on the journey, especially when you're looking to hire that right branding person. And if it's not feeling right in your gut, it, listen to your intuition, you guys. If you're like, you know what, for where I'm at, where I need to be, you know, find the right person that can accommodate you and where you are and do branding to the extent that's necessary for where you are. If that makes sense. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> awesome. All right. So if you guys need to hire some help with your brand, um, Shelly, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you? Uh, so it's super easy to find me at ShellyPhillips.com on the website, or you can connect with me on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram, any of those platforms. Uh, and it's simply Shelly Phillips on all of them. So super, I keep it consistent across the board. <laughs> exactly. I love it. That's wonderful. And you guys will put Shelly's name and the link to her website in the show notes as well if you want more information from her and about the services that she offers. Shelly, any final thoughts you want to leave with our listeners today? You know, the, the one thing that I would say is that your brand is a total reflection of who you are and what you're doing. And, you know, it's up to you to take control of it because no one else can tell your story better than you can tell it. Mm, I love that. I lo that makes me feel better about the, the time that I invested in mine, Shelly, because the truth be told, my brand would be me in a t-shirt with no makeup and my hair up in a ponytail. And <laughs> But thankfully, uh, this is why you guys need to get some help so that they can actually have the brand portray who you, who you are, right? Who you are and what you do in the world. So I love that. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Thanks for having me. I've enjoyed it. Awesome. All right, you guys, that's it for today's episode. If you need help with your branding, definitely reach out with, reach out to Shelly. You can always reach out to Jennifer Dawn Coaching. We are here to serve you. And that's it. Get out there and have a happy, productive day. I hope you found today's episode of the Happy Productive Podcast inspiring. Every successful business is formed by a set of small, consistent, and attainable steps. If you want to learn more, come visit us at jenniferdawncoaching.com to take your next step and learn how to meet your business goals. On our website, you're going to find free resources along with links to the life-changing coaching programs that have transformed the lives of so many of our clients, including the Coaching Academy and our Unbreakable Retreats. Many of them started their journey by listening to this podcast. That's it. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for our next episode. the She Leads Podcast Network.